1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Go.
0: So, Jimmy, do, right. do you think Andrew Lloyd Webber got arrested for staging uh, uh, an illicit production of Cinderella?
2: Yeah, he did. It's true. It's, <laughs> it's very true. No, that was funny. When you honestly, I did kind of, I, I took a, a small double take.
0: I, it's, that's, that's how I ended up at that tweet, because I saw some other hubbub around, the, I think, that tweet. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Did this happen? Real? Is this a real thing? And I'm dubious of everything on the internet these days. <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. In, in, like, both directions. But um, how, how, so fun no, how, how, how fun would that be? How fun would that be? somebody get us another drink? Welcome to Jim and Tomic's musical theater happy hour. I'm
2: Tommy. And I'm Jimmy, and this is the only musical theater podcast with beer steins. And dropped lines. We're going to breeze right past
0: that one. Jimmy wrote it. Here, we take apart your favorite shows, (laughs) muddle them together with a shot of buffoonery, and pour you a refreshing glass of musical theater conversation. Jimmy, what are you drinking
2: today? I am drinking um, a lovely glass of stewed nettles.
0: Ooh, deep cut. Well done.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You could have just uh, gone
0: with tasty. poisoned
2: dragons liver. Poison um, dragon. But is it from a poison dragon?
0: Do they poison? Or the dragon is the liver poison? Just the li-
2: Why are we talking about poison dragon's liver Jimmy? Why are we talking about it? Well, Tommy, it's because we're talking about our first ever movie musical. Is that that's actually, just a movie? Actually true. Yeah. Yeah
0: oh i'm There's having just a movie experience at the moment
2: i know we did sing in the rain and that was like more popular yeah. as a movie yeah this is our have... first this is yeah. only a movie yeah at least for now for yeah, yes what movie is that tommy
0: well, you got to read the quiz question because it says on the Google Doc oh, that you Oh, that's what read we do, it isn't this, it? Yes. And so, <laughs> okay. so in this podcast, Jimmy, so first we do this, like, intro thing, and then uh-huh. I ask, and then what you're
2: drinking, and then we do the quiz question, and then... Do you know what do you know what would be really handy? See if we had that written out as a sort of list of notes Wouldn't so I they, could remember.
0: There's this new platform I've found called Google Doc. You'll yeah. love it.
2: Okay, I'll I'll look into it. Uh, This musical was in development concurrently with another popular musical franchise as a backup plan uh, in the event the production company could not secure appropriate rights. Thankfully, the production company decided to finish both movies. What was that production company and what was that musical, Tommy? It's Disney's
0: Bedknobs and Broomsticks.
2: A film, a delightful film. A delightful film, 1971, uh, directed by well, d- created by the team that brought us Mary Poppins. Uh, Basically, so directed by Robert Stevenson. Uh, screenplay by Bill Walsh and Don DeGrady.
0: And the music by the wonderful Sherman Brothers. Ah, oh, those and Bros. Starring Andrew Lansbury and David Tomlinson, Mr. Banks. Yes,
2: yes, Mr. Banks himself. Got a bit downtrodden. And became <laughs> it's so a it's so magician. fun to see him back
0: to back because he it's like the exact same character and entirely different.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he's aged four thousand years. Yeah, in um, like two years, it's wild. Yeah, it's probably makeup anyway. Uh, yeah, and then in nineteen ninety six, uh, the release uh, was restored with some deleted and lost content, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite cool. Um, and there is. He proposed stage adaptation. It was gonna be in Chicago, and then they were like, no. Um, I actually think because the director died. So yeah. that's a fair reason. That's a fair reason. Um But the plans are that it's gonna be remounted with a new team in the U of K.
0: Yeah, which if they go the Mary Poppins route could be fun, you know, you do that. I think I think there's lots of potential here, but hashtag we'll talk about it.
2: For sure, Izzy. Um, so Tommy. You love this a lot. Why don't you talk us through it? Uh, it's a nice fun summary of B&B. Picture it. World War Two, <laughs> Sicily. No. Um,
0: World War II, uh, the, the, what, northern shores of England somewhere? Um, but
2: why would we have northern shores in England? Think about your geography, Tommy.
0: Uh, the northern parts of England near the shore.
2: No, I think it's probably more south.
0: The southern shores of England. Yeah, because it
2: was well, it was filmed in Dorset, which is south. It was filmed um, in
0: California.
2: Um, well, there were some scenes that were filmed in <laughs> Dorset. The
0: southern shores,
2: <laughs> of specifically the ones in uh, Naboombu. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: southern shores of England. It's the Blitz or thereabouts, and they're yes. evacuating. All, all the London children to the countryside to save them from the bombings, um, including these three precocious children uh, who we meet uh, in what could only be described as a bizarre museum of old war equipment. But yeah, why not? We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, and then we immediately meet uh, Angela Lansbury, a.k.a. Eglantine Price, uh, who's the local spinster recluse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who And also hates children and likes receiving packages from the mysterious Emilius Brown. Um, everyone thinks they love letters in the town. And by everyone, I mean the two other adult characters. Other people in the in the, time, yeah. <laughs> the priest and the lady who runs the museum and the post office and is the only other person who lives there aside from the dad's army or the extras we see in the final scene. Anyway. Exactly. Uh Despite what she wants to do, Miss Price takes in these three children and they quickly discover that she is indeed a witch. She's learning to become a witch through a correspondence class. So she receives a broom in in the mail. She's not a great witch. Um, And through an act, wow, this, the more I'm like planning ahead, this movie is a wild plot. Um, Through an act of parlay with the children to like, not to, you know, not out her as a witch. She gifts the youngest one, a magical bed knob that makes the bed travel places. And, The first place they travel is London to find uh, Emilius Brown, the creator of this correspondence witchcraft class, who they quickly discover is a fraud, and the only person who's actually been able to do anything with these spells is Eglantine. Um, They go on a wild journey to find uh, uh, the last lesson, the Substitutiary Locomotion spell, um, through Portobello Road, a uh, thrift alleyway of, <laughs> of <laughs> sundry stuff. items and dance, um, <laughs> discovering a, a, a seedy book salesman who has the other half <laughs> of the book, but then their journey oh, takes yeah. them to the animated Isle of Nabumbu, where they find uh, uh, Astaroth's uh, failed animal experiments and the spell to substitutiary Locomotion, which they lose on the bed ride back, but... Happens to be in a comic book in a Deus Ex Machina kind of way. Angela Lansbury unsuccessfully bewitches some shoes to dance around. Uh, uh, Then the Nazis attack (laughs) because it's World War II and they lock up uh, Angela and the kids in the war museum. Um, But they're saved by Mr. Banks, who turns into a rabbit. And then they bewitch all of the war equipment to defeat the Nazis. How'd I do?
2: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he goes off to war. Yeah. The Mr. Banks goes off
0: to wars. Yeah. Kisses just her. Does.
2: Kisses her on the lips. They get one Kisses kiss. Kisses her and then goes off to war. We love it. Oh yeah. Her um, place explodes. That's Oh
0: right. They, they blow up all of her witchcraft stuff. Which is so... I was watching it again. And uh, 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 I think one of the reasons I like this movie so much is it has great world building. Like... Yeah. I, I want to watch them continue to go on adventures on the bed to like right. defeat the war and sit like I want them to be like do like the Doctor Who thing which is right. basically it's the same kind of you know basic setup right travel to random places and do shit um but they blow up all their witchcraft stuff but wouldn't this be a fun like animated series yes
3: I'd love. well
2: it. hey look we're talking about our thoughts Let's talk about our thoughts. All
3: right. Eglantine, Eglantine, oh, how you shine. Your lot and my lot have got to combine. Eglantine, Eglantine, heart to the stars. Destiny calls <laughs> us the future is ours.
2: Yeah, it would. It, ju- it's, it's, so, it's so sad when they destroy them. It's such a like, listen, we're not going to make a sequel. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. that's what it just makes me feel I'm like no yeah make a sequel
0: when it is it's been eglantine
2: returns i've
0: been um <laughs> like reading a lot of the other doing a meta analysis of like the 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 reviews of this movie both contemporary which there are a surprising amount of and hmm. from the time and the, one of the threads is like it's hard to care about these characters that they're not very sympathetic yeah jimmy made a face
2: i agree like I care about them so much. <laughs> like, so much. And yeah. that's actually something I want to talk about. When should we talk about that? Should we talk about that now? Maybe I'll talk about that now. Sure. Let's talk about that first. Yeah. The, like, the characters are really fantastic. And I think one of the things that I love the most about the characters mm-hmm. is that they're totally rough around the edges. Yeah. Like, and they're so painted that way. Um, so I think we're going to talk a lot about Mary Poppins. Yes. As we go through this obviously the comparisons are undeniable it's the exact same team and an extremely similar story right but in many ways they're also polar opposites right well and it's almost as if
0: like the the eglantine that's in this movie is the mary poppins we meet later in is like the real mary poppins not the disney mary poppins um Mm. you know disney has given mary poppins a like sugary sweet exterior in the julie andrews film and we learn later and we talked about this in poppins but like in the musical and in mary poppins returns we get the sense that she is you know more vain more stern um Mm -hmm. and you get the same kind of you know the uh, eglantine price is not like she changes throughout the show we get to see her grow it's a it's a huge scene at the end when um uh, uh mr brown juggles the apples and spills gravy on his face and it's the first time we see her laugh and like it's a huge story beat in the show that she's actually enjoying herself
2: yeah yeah and it's
0: what what wonderful subtle
2: nuance to put in a character in a children's movie so, totally but i think as well i think the the basic fact that she's not good and she yeah. openly admits that the film like i'm not great at this yeah. i just want to learn like that in its own right is something that yeah is never like very really explored i feel like um especially again in, in, in children's films where it's like you can be rough around the edges, like you can make mistakes and get things right. right, but there's things that are more important than that. Whereas like with um Mary Poppins, as much as she's a complete icon, she she's like a deity. Right, she's like. Do you a, know what I mean? She's yeah. Too. She's so untouchable. Well, and even that you can't relate to me. No one can relate to Mary Poppins. And nobody all, is Mary Poppins.
0: All the characters in Mary Poppins are at most two dimensional. You know, like Mister mm-hmm. Banks is exactly who he is until he turns around and becomes this entirely different person. Right. Yeah. The kids are these precocious little shits until they learn better. Right. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, the the wife is exactly who she is and really never changes. Um. Mm-hmm. In Bedknobs and Broomsticks, you know, the kids go back and forth between, th- my boyfriend commented on this last night, like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, Miss Price, you're so sweet, we love you, and sometimes they'll be like, we're gonna blackmail you, outright. <laughs> and they'll, like, bounce back and forth, and, you know, they will be, it is this fun, like, motley crew of adventurers who, you know, kind of have this combined uh, a desire in life but it's never they never really spend a lot of time exploring that like Eglantine wants to do this to fight the war like we got you know we don't even really talk about the war a lot i think we, we say can. the word nazis once maybe twice mm-hmm. across the whole movie um and so like her deeper motivations aren't explicitly explored a lot and that makes it a lot of fun then it just becomes about the thing we're doing right now, got to get the book, got to get the star, got to learn the words, got to enchant the armor. Um, it's cool. Like it, it makes it fun. And, you know, a combination of like, it's got this deep underpinning of a plot, but also it's, it can be a little
2: frivolous at times. Yeah, absolutely. I just think, um, yeah, just as like a, a sort of a character role model, I think like Eglantine is a really, really sol- solid one. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, Especially as kind of leading ladies go, yeah. Especially kind of leading ladies in seventies Disney, like sixties, seventies oh, Disney, like
0: one hundred percent. Like uh, what? What leading lady in the seventy? Like don't need no man, you know. Like very much don't need no man. And they and I think this for the seventies. This does a pretty good job of like, yes, she does fall for Mister Brown, but it's complicated, you know. Uh, it's
2: complicated, but also like. He, I I. don't think it's like she falls for him. I think he falls for her. That's like true. It, it much more feels it's going that way. And if um, you
0: if you had seen the extended edition, there's a whole scene where Mr. Brown has a discussion with the one lady who lives in the town. There's a, like. Mr. Brown goes into the town to grab a drink at the pub and some materials for dinner. And then right. in the cut everyone else's scene, they cut straight to dinner. There's uh-huh. another scene where Charlie and Emilius and that lady from the town are in the shop and she like the the gossipy town lady is like oh we thought with all the letters that you two would you know that you had something going on and he's like oh we had nothing going on and she's like well you know if you don't snatch her up someone else might soon enough and you can tell like it's built to show that like he's got deep deep feelings for her Mm, mm -hmm. um and it's we're coming off the scene where um the kids are like you know you're a dad mr brown now aren't Uh you right um and it's interesting it's fascinating i think it really changes the tone of the show when you cut that scene too because you don't get to see that emotional through line of mr brown it's
2: it's definitely a lot more kind of like snap happy we bobbed along so now we're in love like that kind of thing right um, without that but um no i just think i just think in terms of a, a quite healthy relationship yeah that is one you know i mean like it's and he he doesn't love her because she's a witch or he doesn't love her because she's like stunningly beautiful he loves her because she's precocious and intelligent and her own woman like that's why he really likes her yeah um kind of the opposite of mr banks in a way yeah yeah like um and i think that's brilliant
0: yeah what a good
2: what a good role model
0: yeah it's really you know and there is this i don't know if it's it's sticking in my head just because of of how crazy 2020 is but like Mm. there is this undercurrent of the whole thing of like well we're at war and so we gotta you know make do and
2: figure things out and maybe this is our our chosen family at this moment chosen family exactly and it's it's kind of it's it's unquestioned there's no like like there's no hardship about I'm gonna rebel
4: because mm-hmm.
2: I don't this you're not my family like it's just like let's all be together. we all like each other's company. This is a lovely thing. let's right. just enjoy that like what again, what a lovely message it's so it's so sweet it's
0: so like wholesome and and different from a lot of Disney Fair of the time. It is interesting yeah. like you know seventies Disney were like falling out of the Disney Renaissance we're just starting mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think this is a sign of. Some more progressive voices at Disney that are, are poking at these non traditional stories, um, which honestly I think failed them a bit for a while, mm-hmm. and is why there were the dark times where they like weren't all princesses and castles
2: and stuff, and
0: people didn't exactly. want to see it because that wasn't the Disney they thought of.
2: Exactly. Well, I think Walt had just recently died. Yeah, that, that I think that tracks. before this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's Disney is changing and people we're expecting different things from Roy. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it does kind of fit. And it, it's weird. I think like because of this sort of, it, to me, it's like the, I would call it like the low rule version mm-hmm. of Mary Poppins mm-hmm. compared to the high rule version. Do you, sure. do you know that reference? Kind of. It's a link to the past, not a link between worlds.
0: Yes. Got it. Yep. Yep. The dark
2: world, the dark I mean? world. It's, it's like yeah. the, the alternate, yeah. The mirror world like that kind of thing um because things were a little bit darker in disney yeah. and this film is a bit of a darker mary poppins yeah um in in kind of all all fronts i don't know um i i do want to talk about the kids for a little bit because they're even again the kids are just interesting yeah they're like they're, they're, they're really like weird in a good well, way like it's just weird
0: and they're they're individual like in Mary Poppins, what's the difference between Jane and Michael Banks?
2: Does it matter? They exist as a unit, right? One is a boy and one is a girl. Like, that's kind of the exactly. only difference. And like, they're both just rich.
0: Even beyond that, they run, they question Mary Poppins, and that's about it. They've got, like, yeah. s- you know, six dialogue option choices, yeah. depending upon the situation they're in. The three kids in Bedknobs and Broomsticks have distinct personalities. They disagree with each other. You know, they they fight and like chastise each other for things.
2: Yeah. Um, you and know, none of them fit into a stereotypical archetype. Yeah. As well, which is is really good. I think. Um, is it Charlie's the oldest one?
0: Charlie's the oldest one, and, and say so he's like
2: the closest yeah. that falls into like being like the older, you know, age of non-believing teenager kind of right. thing. Yeah. But he also has moments of just. Uh, it kind of being childish, but also stepping up, like yeah. Just I mean, quite he, nice things.
0: He's he's got that like you know older male sibling without parents you know or with absent parents archetype of like I'm going to take care of my the younger man siblings. Of the house, sort yeah, of, yeah. But he, but he's also he's conniving too, which like yeah, conniving. It, it puts him on a on a similar par to Emilius Brown. Like, yeah. they, they get along right off because they kind of speak the same language. You know, in the same way that uh, Carrie and Eglantine, you know, are have this, you know, I, I hate this way I'm going to phrase this, but like, lady power connection. <laughs> lady um, power
2: connection. <laughs> but like, the, one you know, day uh, we'll find it. Dude, the lady power see, this is, connection. This is why I hate it.
0: But like, Eglantine spends the whole movie being like, Carrie, will you do this? And Carrie, will you do that? And she just kind yeah. of responsibly dotes along. And she's always the one to be like, Charlie, stop it. You know, stop doing the stupid thing. We got we yeah. to gotta, gotta, figure this out. And um, she's
2: just like a lovely gal. Like, I really like her. Yeah. I love Carrie. Um, and then there's Paul. And then there's Paul, who
0: just says what's right. on his mind. And it's so delightful.
2: Paul, p- potentially one of my favorite characters in cinema. Like, uh, he definitely owns my two favorite lines in cinema. Uh-huh. Number one. Which is lovely bit of string. Oh, Don't I know quote. Why.
0: That is a line I quote with my
2: brothers, like, like just lovely bit of string. Well, and the whole why? S- the whole setup I know is the like, whole thing, but it's just like, why it, it, would you say lovely bit? Like, why would you say that like you're six?
0: <laughs> even in context, is like. You know, they're like, they're trying to enchant a magical item. And they're like, well, do you have anything that you'd keep it's with like you? And he's like, oh, I always keep several things glass. with me. And one of them is a lovely bit lovely of string. A lovely
2: bit of string. Horseshoe oh, nail. Like, come on. And... There's also,
0: because I, I knew it was going to happen last night. There's just like the quickest of cutaway to just the string being set down. That is just so <laughs> yeah. delightful. Like close up on string.
2: Yeah, because oh. it's lovely. It's a it is... lovely bit of string. <laughs> That I would have in a t-shirt. Talking yeah. t-shirts. Like, just a lovely bit of string. Lovely just bit, a of, bit string of string. And have, to
0: have the string. Oh, that'd be good. I'm making that. I'd wear that, I'm yeah.
2: I'm making that. That is a good <laughs> t-shirt. Anyway, um, my other one, which I think we all know what's coming. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with my knob? What's that got to do with my knob?
0: I, that is a line. Since I've watched this last, like, the last time I watched this, I was too young to get it. <laughs> uh-huh. And last night, that line happened and we had to pause because we were laughing too much.
2: Yeah. And it's funny. They know what they're doing. They know. They knew what they were doing that- because uh, there's, they always refer to it as like, it's, this will sound weird, but it's Paul's knob. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. The knob belongs to <laughs> Paul. But any time they're referring to it, it's always the knob. Right. Because the second you add a personal pronoun. Right. Suddenly, it becomes <laughs> weird, and you're talking to a six year old boy. So, not good, Egwene. Um, oh, it's,
4: it's so, so funny.
2: funny. What's that got to do with my knob? Like, <laughs> come on, genius. Uh, genius, the, and he delivers it perfectly. He does it so well. The the
0: like, there's this particular era of I think Disney family comedy where the one liners aren't rip roars but they're super clever yeah you know i think you get b- disney later and you know you get much more like d- bespoke jokes like setup, up set up punchline you know bah ha ha pause for laughs um but like this one you get you know poison dragon's liver do they poison the dragon or just the liver it's not it's funny it's a tee
2: giggle yeah it's
0: it's not like a hold for laughs kind of thing. But exactly. the
2: whole show is filled with that. But it just, it, but they feel more iconic that way. Like, it feels just like this is an iconic line. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in those like cult classic things where you take this mm-hmm. small insignificant thing and it becomes, a, you know, a t-shirt. Like, yeah. that's what so many of these lines belong to Paul feel like. Yes. He's just so great. Like, such a good. And what's his line in Portobello Road when he's eating the Wilkes? Hmm. I can't remember what the one, but it's the one he sings, and he's sitting, and he's just smiling, and in fact, not all three of them are there, and not all smiling, and I'm just like, you guys look like you're having the time of your lives. Yeah. Like, it just seems like just genuine joy that these three kids really get on with each other and are having a lovely time in California, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, that's what the whole movie does feel like, I think in a way that Mary Poppins doesn't quite feel like, and maybe it's characterization, or maybe it's actual actor connection, but mm. like... Mary Poppins, there aren't a lot of times where everyone kind of looks at each other and smiles and nods and is like, yeah, we're here, we're doing this. Yeah. And whether it's the story or the actors, doesn't matter too much. Um, but that happens a lot in this, and it always feels good. Like, halfway through Portobello Road when Eglantine starts dancing, after they steal the star from the lion and, and Eglantine's like, come on, come along, everyone, and they kind of, like, hip-hop and run a little faster. It's just, it's, it's you know... It's when the doctor looks at all three of the companions in whatever and is like, run. And then the music starts playing and you're like, "Ah, they're all they're all doing the thing. You get to watch them all do the thing together.
2: It's just a good wee fam. Yeah. Yeah. Good wee fam. Um, But right. So that being said, Tommy. Do you think this works as a children's film?
0: Hmm. I think children today would not enjoy it.
2: I definitely agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, just in general. Like, I know, obviously, it's literally a kid's film. Right. There's no denying. But I couldn't watch this when I was wee. I did. I could barely get past the credits.
0: Oh, this was, I mean, I'm a weird child, too. But, like, this movie is ingrained in my psyche as other things that I watched over and over again when I was seven are. Right. Yeah, like, we had this on VHS, and it was always in the VCR, and, you know, I would d- walk across the couches and sing Portobello Road. You know, this is Mary <laughs> Poppins. I mean, I think it speaks to the kind of gay musical theater kid I was going to turn yeah, into, yeah, yeah. that, that these mean, were my jam. But, like, for sure. Bedknobs, and Bedknobs and Broomsticks, I think, even more than Mary Poppins
2: yeah. was
0: my jam. Like, I liked this before I knew what musicals were.
2: yeah. Yeah, I've always had that impression of you that you know. What I mean, I don't know if it's just like your devout love of Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. but I know that this is where it began. I just you know, absolutely like that's where it began, like 100%. Un-
0: undoubtedly. Like my exposure to Murder She Wrote was like, and this is the lady from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Remember yeah. her, Tommy? Um, you know, and like that's how I got into that world.
2: Yeah. Um, no, for me, I just was creeped out by it. Really? Yeah, like quite significantly. Like I, I really didn't like the. Um, the chanting in the credits. Sure. Right? That instantly creeped me out. And yeah. then when it begins, yeah. the whole film is quite dark. It's very dark and shadowy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, not, I don't mean like in, to- in tone. No, no. like literal color. Lighting-wise. Her, her house is quite drab. I, I, this time through, I
0: noticed the lighting a lot. And it is a really fascinating mood that they're setting. And movies in the 60s and 70s didn't play around with lighting a lot. Um, Um, you know, they just want you to see what it is and they're not going to beyond like setting. They're not going to do a lot of like mood shaping with, you know, their key light and stuff. Yeah. This movie does a lot. Like even when she's like about to ride the broom and she like, turns the light down and gets really shadowy and i think a lot of that is there and they don't do this anymore but she has a male stunt double through most of the movie um
2: it's so obvious it's now. so
0: obvious and a lot of times i think they like turn the lights down to like hide the wigged male stunt <laughs> double but um, he's
2: very good that the first boom scene is stunning he's
0: so good well and even my stunning. like the first time you the first time you see eglantine price when she's driving the... in on the motorcycle, it's the male stunt double, yeah. <laughs> and Classic. that's why she, and that's why you know she's got the big old goggles <laughs> and the hat and stuff, and she's all because it's a guy, and they don't want you to know. Um, He's
2: so gay, but, but I did, yeah,
0: it, I. I, I, I dark, right? It's it's interesting to me too that you mentioned the credits, the opening credits cuz I've always find this weird cuz they're they're making a deep deep reference to the what is it? the the that tapestry the tapestry. Yeah. yeah. Um which like no kid is going to get and no. like even especially American adults which is I would imagine the main audience are not going to really understand what you're doing and it's not, like, I get it. It's a clever thing. We're talking, we're, like, setting up. There's this ancient history of witchcraft, um, and also it kind of tells the story of the thing, and then we bring out all these implements of war from the history of Europe in the end. like, I get that we're setting that up, but for the tone of the movie, it's a really fascinating choice. Um, I always think about the, the example that Disney uses all the time for their opening credits is Monsters Incorporated. Have you heard this anecdote? So, Monsters Incorporated starts nowadays, if you see it, with a really upbeat jazzy tune and this 2D animation. And there's this, and they take a long time to introduce everyone, and it's unnecessary. It wasn't part of the original plan. But what they found was in Monsters Inc., the actual 3D animated portion of the movie starts with the fake scare scene in the training room. Yeah. And with test audiences, it didn't do well because that was the tone of the movie. It's like it's the serious thing that then we break the you know tension for, but like no one could ever get there. And so they backed up the timeline a little bit and added this Technicolor jazzy huge intro, and like that's nowadays. I don't know if back then they had quite the thought around the tone that their opening credits set. Um, yeah. I think they just kind of think of it as an overture and a necessity.
2: Because um, exactly. I get, uh, like, taking the Mary Poppins comparison, like, the Mary Poppins is, like, quite, like, mystical but beautiful, like, beautiful blues and She's, pinks. like, on
0: the cloud, and, exactly. yeah, we see the sky. Exactly. And there's there's some there's some bookending going on because she ends flying away, too. Yep, yep. Whereas and this one is, it's so wildly different from the tone of the rest of the movie.
2: Yeah, and then the first thing you see is, like, the army right i mean old military men yeah like i don't know there's just something i was really i was alienated by it from the get-go when i was wee yeah um and then i like dipped back in yeah occasionally um so like i remember like i I always loved the i always loved um the beautiful brainy sea Mm -hmm. that was always my absolute favorite and i was saying that all the time Mm-hmm. Um, but then can, after that, I just do I kind of zoned out cause it just got creepy again. Like, yeah.
0: I will, I will say, and this is perhaps the third time I have asked my boyfriend to watch this movie with me. He's very gracious. Yeah. He likes musical theater, but I think it's a big ask to be like, will you sit down and watch this
2: it's a commitment,
0: long movie with me? Um, and every time he falls asleep somewhere between when the Nazis attack and when they blow up the building. <laughs> yeah. And I do think this is a movie, for as much as I love it, that overstays its welcome a little bit.
2: Def- it definitely, it's an original cut. It's so long. It's really long. And there's a lot of just, it's that's, it's like, it's, cap- it's so many capers. You know what I yeah. mean? There's lots of capers that are happening. Um, And, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like these very like iconic moments. And they work so well as beats. yeah individual beats but they're so this is this moment this is this moment etc they're
0: so standalone there's not a lot of like foreshadowing and payoff in this movie
2: no or like through you
0: know i guess and like they cut him the most but the the priest is one of the most like reoccurring things to keep coming Mm -hmm. back um and like it's something like his running time was cut from like 23 to one minute yeah between the original cut and the premiere cut yeah um and the rest is like, yeah, you could, you know, tune into episode one of Bedknobs and Broomsticks from the beginning until we take off in the bed, and then tune in next week for the London segment where we meet Amelius right. Brown and go to his diner and we sing Anglantine. and then tune exactly. in the week after where we go to Portobello Road. It's a whole episode to itself. We meet Bookman. Another episode is, you know, Briny C and the animated yeah. bit. Like it, it does feel. I would love to see this as the limited series yeah it's like an hbo style you know nine episode hour long right mini musical series it would work it would yeah. totally work. someone don't um, tell don't tell ryan murphy because i think he'll screw it up
2: <laughs> yeah I'd, would it be him it probably would be him it'd probably me? be him these yeah. days yeah that's fine um So yeah, that. But what's weird is then when I watched it again, when I was in my late teens, Mm -hmm. that was when I was like, "This hilarious, lovely bit of string. What are Mm -hmm. you doing about my knob?" Like, that's like these these moments stood out to me. And then by that point as well, I was starting to crush on Angela Lansbury a lot more. Totally. Um, and so you enjoy that fabulosity and like, yeah, all of these like things that I could appreciate it for, um. That my like childhood monkey fantasy brain yeah. was too it was too active to filter out the, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the the creepiness. Um and now I really, really love it. But yeah, it it wasn't a part of my childhood at all.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Deep, like deep, deep, deep in my psyche. It was your movie. childhood. Yeah. Oh, fully. Which is That's wild fair. to me. I do also think like this movie. This world that it builds does tap into the same thing that, you know, uh, uh, no sympathy for the dead author, but that Harry Potter taps into of this idea of like, magic is everywhere. It exists among you. It is secret and fun and exciting. And here are the ways in which it has kind of affected your life. And it did it before, you know, JK Fuckface did. So,
2: yeah. And it's that kind of sense of just like, just go with it.
0: Yeah. Just go with it, mate.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, it's all good. And you, but you do, do get, you totally accept it.
0: But you do get to see, in the same way that HP plays around with this, is how the wizard world affects with the muggle world. And, like, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. There, there is an, an extent of lampshading there. And, like, even the whole existence of Amelius Brown as this magician, not wizard who yeah. does like human magic. It's the same thing that um uh uh, uh what's that Neil Gaiman thing with Simon? with David Tennant and the other guy.
2: Oh, Good Omens.
0: Good Omens and how uh what's his face really likes doing like human magic? Yes, but, it is. Exactly. But he's an angel, like it's playing with with that, you know, uh, uh, friction of a trope um which I think is something I just find very delightful. Mhm. Is like magic people doing non magic or non magic people learning about magic, yeah. That's
2: very fun. Arthur Weasley, yes. Very, very Arthur, Arthur Weasley. Weasley, yeah. Um, no, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's it's a fun, I, I yeah. like that aspect of it. Like, this and it's It's not again, it's not a kind of magic world that you right. see because again, yeah. even the magic in it is still rough around the edges, it's not, yeah it's just it's all quite quirky and a little bit off kilter but
0: but wouldn't you love to see the season two episode where eglantine price meets another
2: witch yeah or eglantine price meets fucking mary poppins what happens then (laughs) do you know what i mean slightly
0: slightly different eras but
2: (laughs) it's the new (laughs) wicked
0: can I d- Can I ask a question? Because I have had this thought. Mary Poppins is... doesn't
2: age, by the way, so it's that's, fine. That's true. That's fair. It works. Fair. It she works is... in the canon.
0: But then she can't be a Time Lord, because that... Anyway, um, <laughs> at, I, this is a show about the UK, written and created mostly by Americans for an American mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what the experience is like watching this movie as someone from the UK.
2: Well, I think that that's a segue. Here
0: we go. Hop on.
3: Portobello Road, Portobello Road Street where the riches of ages are stowed Anything and everything a chap can unload Is sold off the barrow in Portobello
1: No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You said it. You said it no, up. No, I get, because I'm <laughs> saying the noun segue. I'm yeah. not saying the motorized vehicle segue. Oh, I can't. I'm one, one has S a G U E.
0: There's different emphasis on the syllables if you depending upon which one you're talking about.
2: I'm literally looking up synonyms for segue right now. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? Continuation, passage, pivot, shift, turn, juncture. Don't call,
0: it, don't call it a that, passage. I don't like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good passage. Oi. Um juncture. juncture. That's what we'll be going from now on. Alright. We have reached a juncture, Thomas. Hop on my uh, juncture. <laughs> that <God>. sounds wrong. <laughs> Does not work. Obviously, uh. speaking to your boyfriend. Um <laughs> yes, okay, that's a good question. Um has, and, like Disney obviously To me, there's, like, three iconic Disney British films, right? They are Mary Poppins, Bed, Homs and Broomsticks, and Pete's Dragon. Okay, Um, yeah. And Bed, and Broomsticks and Pete's Dragon, I would say, are probably the most accurate Mm -hmm. compared to, like, Mary Poppins is pure fantasy. Sure. Like, it's got some of the right ideas about London,
0: Right, but you're stuck with Dick Van Dyke's accent and like.
2: Yeah, and like it's so upper middle class that it's a it's just alienating. Sure. Um. Whereas the kind of like this rougher, like i saying, this rough around the edges thing is much more of what I see the UK as mm-hmm. compared to the kind of polished Hollywood yeah. vibe that Mary Poppins has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I actually don't think it's. Too bad, like I really, really don't. Um, even even Portobello, <laughs> like <laughs> that, that kind of um view of London
4: mm-hmm.
2: isn't hugely wrong, like, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit uh, it's not as. I'm sure it's like cinematicized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like not it's as, not as w- sweaty. Yeah, in I was going to
0: say not as wet, which also
2: feels yeah. like that scene
0: just feels really wet. It's really hair. wet.
2: It feels, I mean, obviously because it's in a sound stage, mm. so you, you can't really see the sky. Right. <laughs> but, but, but they there do is do some beautiful,
0: and they do some beautiful like matte painting stuff for the entrance mm. scenes. That is gorgeous.
2: That um, opening one is fantastic. It's, it's so gorgeous. beautiful. It's yeah. really good. Um, but yeah so actually i think it's okay i think i i look at i find it more comical than insulting
0: sure okay
2: does that make sense
0: yeah that is interesting i was thinking about it the most during um the on land animated scenes where they're playing soccer slash football mostly because i was tracking who said soccer and who said football
2: okay i didn't that's so funny i didn't realize anyone said uh, football
0: uh, man and now i can't remember but it goes back and f- look, mr banks says soccer at some point but i think charlie says football
2: Charlie's, but that's that is interesting because like obviously the kids are british you know what i mean right. like they are they're british kids so they to us it's not soccer yeah, right it's just it's just football um this this might be a stupid question is david tomlinson british british yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah okay. yeah okay every that everyone's british which is yeah, which also is also quite lovely, and yeah. it, I get helps the feeling of right. Well, and this it is feels it's like such, such a it's such
0: a weird question to ask too, because like the lion has an American accent, and also the their way, animated cartoons and
2: yeah, yeah. Do you know who the lion really sounds like? Hmm. This is a deep cut. LeChuck from Monkey Island.
0: Mm, I've not played Monkey Island. Yeah, I know it's on. It's, what I know it's on my should play. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Can I gift you them on Steam? (laughs) I I missed point-and-click adventures as a kid, and they haven't, like, really, you know, other than I played Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo, and that's about it.
2: Okay, first of all, great. Great experience, because that's a great <laughs> game. I played that recently. I could Funny. sing
0: to you most of the Topiary Creatures song.
2: Br- yes. Well, aha. Uh-huh. Right. No, I, I totally get that. There was a game that I played when I was really called Darby the Dragon. Okay. I could sing every single, like, the full soundtrack for that. Anyway, yeah. Um, you didn't play Point and Click, you.
0: I know, I know. It's like I I was into, like, Myst, um and, like, that, but I missed the, like, uh, Lucasfilm animated. All the LucasArts games. Yep, 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 yep. Those but the the, some
2: of the best games ever oh i i i know and are they, i wonder I, if they're like accessible like obviously you can play it, but like I oh don't they've know all how... been they've all been remade as ios no, games these days like no but as in like i wonder how it would feel playing them now right like, i
0: think that's the problem is i'm like i don't have the nostalgia hook yeah. into them
2: um and so i, I, I might almost want to do it to as them. an experiment i might i might just buy them and <laughs> play them i'm not being i'm not kidding <laughs> like i just want you need to
0: uh, uh twitch.tv slash jim and tomic for
2: yeah tommy plays <laughs> <laughs> um anyway why did i say that we we're talking oh, about chuck. football and the lion yeah the chuck he does it, it but it's not the same guy but he sounds the same anyway. interesting yeah totally dull um football soccer yeah no uh, but even like that's that is small. like the fact that the fact that it is football soccer yeah. that they're playing right um, um i think it's like wow good and, well it, and
0: it is it does feel like you know it doesn't feel like american soccer it feels like british football like mm-hmm. the between the design of the ball and the design of the outfits not and then not to mention all the other you know somewhere between cockney slang and english that i don't quite understand that mm-hmm. all the characters use throughout the film um sausage and, and mash yeah bubble and like those ones i it's know but i watched it i watched it with subtitles for the first time this time around and like there are lyrics in portobello Road that i have been missing for literally like three decades of my life um, funny yeah that are just kind of somewhere between you know but then that's like sherman brothers lyrics and they're not yeah. british and so i'm no. so curious about did they have a, sherman brothers are good at
2: that though Sherman Brothers really are really good at like the research i guess like yeah of, of knowing slang yeah. and yeah because knowing... they
0: they didn't have like a a, a culture consultant you know t- no. about like english culture um yeah. but it does it still has that i'm glad it has that taste also across the pond mm, definitely because um, it makes it feel a little more authentic which makes yeah, me feel I better, better so about it it. it
2: it feels like it could be a british film if yeah. like i say if the if the dancers in port of bella Road were less american looking Ooh. do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um
0: can we? I got a lot. I got a lot to <laughs> say about the Portobello Road dance. Do we have a minute to talk about the Portobello Road yeah, dance? Yeah,
2: we've got. I mean, we've got ten minutes because All it's right. the longest nonsense of nonsense. But and yeah, they,
0: and they cut it. To, if you've watched this unintentionally in your previous life, you have only seen about half of the Portobello Road dance, right? Because they cut most of it. Um, yeah. First off, unabashedly, I love it. <laughs> Let me get that out of the way. I think it's one of the best cinematic dance moments. And I think one of the things I like about it is it is unabashedly a dance moment. It is, yeah. like, diegetically a dance, which is a nice way in. You know, the, uh-huh. way, we, the way we get in is, like, uh, 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 Mr. Banks, and I'll keep calling him that, is like, oh, old chap, you can't sell a piano playing like that. Play like this. dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. And then everyone <laughs> picks up an instrument, and then everyone starts dancing. And they're dancing-dancing. They're it's not, like, storytelling-dancing. Yeah, um, exactly. And I think the other thing I like about it is that it's just presented as little vignettes. <laughs> it's
2: so weird.
0: <laughs> it's like watching like, a weird like vaudeville show. It's like, and then here's this weird guy who moves his shoulder and <laughs> his face to this you know, slide whistle. Right? right? Um, so that part I love. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about, I put this in the notes this way because I didn't know quite how to describe it. The the world dances moments of Portobello Road.
2: So, like, I'm in, like, three minds about it. Okay. Okay. One of my minds is, like, this is stereotyping to the max. Come on now. Right? Another of my minds is, like, this is the 60s. Yeah. And, you know.
0: If if it's been a while since you've watched, they take a couple moments to... And we see a couple. We see some, like, Highlands dancing, some, like, very... yeah. uh, well I would I will I will misrepresent this. Scottish dancing, Irish step dancing. That is it is
2: Scottish country dance. Got it. Scottish but country it's, dance. It's just ballet. Right. It, it's not Scottish country dance. But right. but that's what they're wearing the kilts, so right. they're for it. Yes. So we
0: see some of that. We see and you know, some I would describe it as Jamaican dance. They pull out steel drums, it's a bunch of black actors. Yes. Um, the, I think they're kinda, Trinidadian, yeah. Yeah, that that seems more fair. Um, we go to this calypso feel, and then there is this, and I've struggled to find the right way to describe this. Um, but a uh, British Indian Army dance: um, five men in turbans come out um, and do something Indian. Um, and I'm and I'm tiptoeing because, like, I don't think the movie specifically defines very well, and so I don't want to put. A label on like what it's supposed to be, because I don't think they did either, and I think it's presumptive to decide what it is. Mm-hmm. But it is certainly pitched as exotic, air quotes around that, for what the yeah. 70s is.
2: Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's it's um ex- exotic is a word, but also it's also a bit melting potty. Like right. it's, which is where I'm like, it's, it's not like, it doesn't feel so overtly offensive. Do you know what I right. mean? That it's like done in bad, t- like, it feels like it's done because it's like London is a melting pot of culture and look at us celebrating this. And actually, to be honest, right. There's a weird thing of the fact that they show, um, like South Asian men that were in the army. Yeah. Um, Black men that were in the British Army, right? Like, which which are
0: true things, right? Like that's,
2: absolute true things that very very frequently well, get looked over there in is, most fiction.
0: The thing that I that I really struggle with is when the the British Indian Army folks come out and do their dance. There's this brief mm-hmm. cut of um this brief shot of Carrie trying like imitating their dance and trying to learn it. Uh huh. And it's the smallest little thing. Yeah. But it is like. There's an appreciation there as opposed to like an objectification or an exotification, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, look at this cool thing.
2: Yeah. It's not like, look at this funny dance. Ha ha ha. Let's laugh at them. Right. It's, it is like, Oh, this is cool. Right. This is and, really and nice. Like, like,
0: we, we are, we are turning a blind eye to some big things about this. Like these are the only black and Brown actors in the whole damn film. In the whole film. Right. Yeah. And so there's huge problems there. Yeah. Which should be acknowledged. And the other thing I struggle with, and I'm going to say it out loud, but I've done... I've tried to research this, and there's no information about it. I cannot tell if the Indian Army dancers are that skin color.
2: I know. Or it's hard to in, tell, isn't it?
0: Or in brown face. Yeah. And if it's, if it's brown face, that's a problem. Yeah. If if
2: they do have that skin color, it's a really progressive choice for a 70s movie, right? Right, right. But it, and it's, again, though, it's like, it's such an interesting thing to pick up on. If you're representing London, right, it's not, it isn't actually the fir- like, even if I was talking about London, that isn't the first thing I would go to, that right. London is a deep melting pot of culture. Well, like, and the the other thing that strikes
0: me about this is these two segments... Are maintained in all of the shorter cuts of this movie, yeah. and so people have made choices to keep this part when they have very explicitly cut other parts of this exact same dance number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it's not a godsend of diversity and equality, no. But it, it is an interesting moment. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And it's it. You know, I mean, like, it's not. It also doesn't feel like segregated. Like, it feels like yeah. everyone is enjoying the party. Like, yeah. It is a nice... It's a nice vibe.
0: Everyone's just partying together. And, you know, this right. is our moment of joy during this wartime.
2: Right. Um, so, yeah. I, like, it, it's really... It's not the worst. Right. Um, yeah. It's not the worst. The thing is, though, I don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really, really bad. Like, uh, it's probably one of my least favorite bits in the film.
0: Oh, I love that song. It's I It's
2: stupid. But... It's so stu- Like, it's just... It's so... I th- do you know what i think it is i think it's the editing yeah and, i think and it's the editing in the and you can tell
0: they like hacked and slashed at it a
2: bit in some of the cuts massively and then um, what's his name the uh orchestrator mm-hmm. ba, 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 his name is erwin costell mm-hmm. who also did mary Poppins as well um he like it doesn't work with him yeah you know what i mean they've not worked to ag- get like the music stops and then it starts and then again it starts again in the middle of a it doesn't I'm like, this like, is not right
0: yeah i i wonder i also do wonder in any published thing i found about this the mm. only song they call out as a song explicitly not included in mary poppins that made it into this movie is beautiful briny sea mm-hmm. i betcha portobello road was a <sighs> start right It feels like the sort of thing that Bert could sing about. Look at this seedy place and let's go on a journey, kids. It's Bert's day out with, right? And like maybe they didn't get all the way. Maybe he didn't make it to production. But because it's Mm. also such a nothing song in this show, too, right? Mm. They're going to find the book. They could end up at Bookman's. We're not getting a lot of expository moments other than like watching Eglantine search for the book through this Mm. song. You know, we're not learning a lot. And so. You know, shoehorned isn't exactly the word I'd use, but it's the word I'm using.
2: Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think that it it probably could just easily snip into Mary Poppins, couldn't it?
0: Yeah, just imagine Bert. You know, Mary. It's Mary's day off. Bert takes the kid yeah. somewhere in the first act
2: of the movie, or like when they're going to see Uncle Thingy, right? You know what I mean, like the the bypass Portobello Road or something like that. You can, exactly. you can see yeah. that.
0: And and I do say all of this. It's been a long time since I've read both of these books, or uh, all of these book series. I've read all the Mary Poppinses and all of the Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Hi, and I have. It's been a good decade That's and a half. That's off to you. Um, so I can't quite remember if Portobello Road is included, is like a plot point in any of the Bedknob series. Um, yeah, I've and got by an ben, idea. I think there's only two.
2: There's just um, two, yeah. So p- perhaps, but perhaps. I mean, it fits the character, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, uh, it's, it's not the same upper middle class joy that mary poppins celebrates is very right. much the the working yeah. man's yeah, yeah, yeah joy um of bed knows so you know who knows yeah who knows we'll ask the shermans again when we have lunch with them uh, with go, alan yeah. Mencken next week mm-hmm. we'll ask him
0: we got a okay. we got a zoom call we're gonna we're gonna play some uh zooming zoom. the shermans can, can you imagine? play some jackbox games oh um. jackbox with
2: the sherman that would be <laughs> good i would love that um Yeah, well, we've kind of talked about it a few times now, but yeah, let's talk about the cut content. Yeah, sure. Because there's a lot of it. It's wild. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a
3: step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. When a baby spider tries to trap a fly, oftentimes the silken thread will come awry. Though a tangled web is all that he can claim, it's a step in the right direction all the same.
2: Proper Lord of the Rings extended edition. Yeah.
0: When I think, have you played the music yet? Have we taken our, what would you say? Our, our, I was going to say, um, s- juncture juncture
2: i was gonna say seance and that's wrong <laughs> seance. Oh. Oh, we do a seance. <laughs> uh, i was just gonna include it in the same one
0: here we go um i think one of the interesting things about this so content was cut from this movie before anyone saw it fully produced intended to be included content was cut because it had its premiere at radio city mm-hmm. and it need because of the stage show they were doing it needed to be two hours or less and so before they even premiered it, but based on what I read, it seems like after they decided what the movie was going to be, they had to cut 30 minutes of stuff, Yeah, which is a lot. Um, and so there's about, there's about four songs and a couple scenes that were cut. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ones you could place, so Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks, uh, Emilius has a song called Do It With A Flare that happens in the scene you see where he's doing magic on the street for the passerbys in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually see there's a ton of continuity errors. There's so many errors. props
2: just li- written on the, fl- flirted on the floor at the end. Yeah. like
0: It's like he had a bunch of like spoken lines in the middle of this song and they kept all those and cut the music in between. Um, there's a song that Eglantine sings called Nobody's Problems, which I don't actually know where that's supposed to be.
2: It's, i think it's nearer the end it's
0: somewhere near the end but i'm not sure
2: is it after step in the right direction
0: the no, step in the right direction is supposed to be at the beginning when she flies her broom step in the right direction is the one that's entirely missing. so it is yes um and you can actually hear when she flies her broom the whole underscoring is the song a step in the right direction it's a terrible song um it's very oh, funny I to me. I, I love it, and it's a poorly uh-huh. written song. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. And then the next chorus is, nonetheless, it's a step in Yeah, <laughs> Just... but, I, but I love it. I oh, think it's, it's classic so But it's like her learning how to fly her broom. Um, and then the one that Jimmy and I like had to really figure out to place, there's a cut song called Don't Let Me Down, which actually happens in the middle of the song Eglantine when they're in the library. And in the cut you've seen, you've actually seen Eglantine and the reprise of Eglantine, both which happened in the library. And then there's a middle bit called don't let me down that, uh, uh, Lansbury and Tomlinson sing to each other, um, that they just like whole hog removed. Um, and then there's a couple scenes, the scene I mentioned earlier about where they're picking up mail and the nosy town person, uh 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 chats to mr brown about you know marry her there's a whole bunch of cut dance numbers from portobello road Mm -hmm. um i think those are most of the big chunks but they you know they went at this thing with a machete like they chopped huge chunks of it uh before anyone even saw it like most people didn't see most of these segments until 1996 when they restored them back in that version we were talking about yeah
2: which is really bonkers and i it, by the sounds of it as well it doesn't i don't think it was a decision made by any of the creators no like i think it was a decision purely made by team disney um because the creators were not happy yeah that it was being cut and it's it's weird like y- you can see it in the film like there is something off mm-hmm. about the editing in that film like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a whole, and it's because there is yeah. so much missing, and actually, maybe that's why it feels like all of these little, little episodic, episodic moments. clips. Because that these moments could be more of the glue, like, yeah. or certainly this, there might be more interstitial scenes. Yeah, that,
0: um, it, it certainly is. A lot of it is very. A lot of the cut stuff seems very focused on like deep character development, which mm-hmm. is the stuff you cut in an episodic story based show right Right, yeah we don't need to learn like right we don't need to learn that much about the characters to understand what happens yeah um but it is interesting the other part and like i remember having this experience as a kid because of how much i watched this show uh this movie um like you listen to the opening credits and there are songs that you never ever 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 hear again in the movie and Mm. i remember starting to have a sense of like oh that's that song and that's this song and wait what's this song that song never happens. I remember it with A Step in the Right Direction, which is also in the overture. And I yeah. didn't have the wherewithal to place it as underscoring. Um, and then years later, learning like, oh my God, there's more Bedknobs and Broomsticks that I haven't seen. You're, what? Like, a wild experience. Um, but it is, you know, th- there is a like meta discussion about art to be had here about like, what is the story? What is the final thing? Like these mm. are, programmatic cuts that probably happen all the time these days because we do test audiences and stuff but this is before the time of writing by committee and you know previewing your movie and then recutting it like they were done and then changed it
2: yeah actually do you know a really good uh, example of it is the frozen 2 documentary on disney plus Hmm. yeah they go into a lot of their cuts and why they cut them and uh it's, it's actually really interesting
0: interesting i do disney and cut content is such a fascinating thing to me this is we're gonna go i have we have we talked about lion king um on the podcast now. there's a whole i only know this because there was a great uh, uh video of the developers of the lion king video game welcome to our video game podcast again um talking about what the game? creation of their game um and there's a whole segment in the video game where you battle this giant gorilla um And there's been this talk about, like, why is this in this video game? It's not in the movie. And the answer is, it was in the movie. And because of the development cycle of these things, they have to come out around the same time, right? And in the movie, apparently there was one day when they were, like, having some story conference. And whoever the big wig at Disney went to the storyboards and Mm -hmm. pointed and said, what happens between here, when Simba discovers Timon and Pumbaa, Mm -hmm. and here when Simba is a full-grown adult and Nala comes back, that's important. Mm -hmm. And the writers all looked at each other and were like, oh, God, nothing. But there was a whole like middle-aged Simba bit where he battles a gorilla and stuff, which you see in a montage where Simba grows up and there's three steps. There's young Simba, teenage Simba, who only is on screen for like a second, and adult Simba. And that was a full 15 minutes of movie that they cut. And it's Disney policy to never, ever talk about cut content, because which I think is good artistic policy, right? Mm-hmm, you, d- mm-hmm. you don't want to make public the decisions you didn't make. Um, mm. It undermines your art. I think it's good policy, but it is interesting to see where these things then pop up again, whether it's cut content here, whether it's the Frozen documentary. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's something I find really fascinating yeah. is when these little things rear their head about you know, it's that insight into the writing process that we don't get, and Disney's so closeted about it, which is a thing I think makes them successful. Uh-huh. That it's it's especially fun when you you know get a little piece of of driftwood about a thing they forgot or a thing they
2: cut. Totally, they're so open about it in that Frozen documentary. It's really that's why I think it's really interesting. Is fascinating. like fascinating. They, they basically they talk up for a significant portion about it of like we are very unsure about where this story is going you know what mm. i mean like it is proper yeah. we don't know what we're doing yeah. and it, i find that from disney which is often like you see like this paragon of perfection right um to see writers just being creatives and yeah. working things out and yeah. you know the lopez is just trying to be like yeah we don't know, don't know what we're doing um it's great yeah. so yeah i recommend that um but yeah let's get a documentary about Benovs and Brimsticks, because oh, it's it. weird. It's it, because of Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Offs and Brimsticks, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When it is and such a, a shame. We, we didn't
0: talk about, but the one award, the one Academy Award this thing won was for special effects. Um, it was indeed. And rewatching it now, the one thing I'm I'm such a geek for movie special effects, um, and especially of this era. It's always you uh-huh. have to like unpack your brain when you start to analyze these things because we're pre computers. So everything is, like, light, celluloid, and animation. Like, Mm -hmm. these are the options we have. And so then to unpack some of the effects they pull in this thing is wild. Especially for, like, how brief and inconsequential some of the moments are. Like, there's this whole... Not to mention, you know, the animation on top of live action. Mm -hmm. But in the uh, beautiful briny segments, there's this whole, like undulating displacement map that they put on top of some of the scenes that make it look underwater. I have no idea knowing very well, some of the available effects of the time, how they accomplished that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Or like even some of the like traveling bed scenes where like, It's this background replacement tool, but you also see the bed flashing. And so you're doing this, like, what's probably pretty high-tech background replacement tool, but the bed is changing colors because they're just blinking different lights at the bed. On it, yeah, exactly. The combination of that effect is just wild. And that they had to, you know, it's one of the quotes that ends up in all these listicles about this movie but that Lansbury called this uh, acting in this movie, she called it acting by the numbers because mm-hmm. like movies of this era, it had to be so storyboarded out that there wasn't a lot of flexibility for doing different things. Cause you had to do it exactly like this. Otherwise it's not going to fit in the animation and the cut and all of that stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's, it's really well done. Like, I think if you've, if you've never seen this, but you've seen Mary Poppins and you love those animation scenes Watch this. Like it's a huge step up. It's so good. When it is the stuff that they do. There's a
0: bunch of great and I'm I'm sad that it's not a musical that we can't talk about it on the podcast, but there's a bunch of great unpackings of Who Framed Roger Rabbit as mm. a slightly later era but still hand-drawn animation on live action, like the paragon of hand-drawn it, live ultimate, action, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um combination. And the Roger Rabbit team critiqued Mary Poppins a lot for a lot of mistakes they make. Um, one of the big ones they talk about is called, they, they term it eyeline that like the animated characters aren't looking at Julie Andrews in the eyeballs and you don't notice it, Mm. but it breaks the illusion. And Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they did a bunch of tricks in Roger Rabbit to like fix that stuff. Mm -hmm. Bedknobs and Broomsticks is a fun, like intermediate step. In this world definitely yeah you could see one of the things they did for this one which they didn't do for poppins is they made life-size cutouts of the animated characters for actors to act with
2: yeah and the props as well like i think the prop work is so good there was a moment that, that i noticed when i watched it uh just recently um in the in the football scene where mm-hmm. um they're holding the cup no yeah. not the football scene oh, the dude. briny seat yeah where they pick up the animated the cup. turn yeah and the cup 3d effects you oh know it's I mean? so I like, good hello when are you and, we it's... and they, it's so well done
0: and it is a hand-drawn cup on on top of the celluloid that they right. just had to get there's a great it's such a tiny moment and it's so inconsequential like the cup is a big show-off moment right yeah. that's a vfx show-off of like look yeah. at what we can do when they're leaving the football scene there's a moment where it's right before, um, uh, steals the star of Astaroth and he helps the King with his coat, which is animated. And so you've got this animated fabric that David Tomlinson, the real person, quote unquote, picks up and Uh puts on this animated character. And it just, it just happens in a way that you, that you don't even notice it, but they had to spend so much time figuring that stuff out. Um, and even all, the whole football scene is filled with it. It's also filled with some cheats. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Anytime David Tomlinson gets run over, you see like the stampede coming, and then he just disappears in a snap. They don't bother to animate him; he's just gone, um, and that's just a cut. Like they just yeah. chopped the film, and then he was gone. But there are times where like the lion picks him up and moves him, and that's like a whole flying wire rig that they had to figure out and match move and animate by hand. Like, Kay. this stuff is wild. And then all the beautiful briny stuff, they're on a flying bed prop that they're filming against a fake sodium light sc- er, sodium vapor light screen that then they match move to this thing, and then they cut to a model of the bed. They also do, in uh, some of the Tragoon and McCoyty stuff at the end of this, um, in some of the bed flying scenes, some of the first live action on live action compositing in this, which I think goes underappreciated. There's a lot of like semi puppeteering moments where, you know, like the simplest one to picture is Angela Lansbury flying on her broom, right? Mm -hmm. She is on, she's in a studio on wires with a fake orange screen behind her. Mm -hmm. And then they superimposed a real sky behind her or like when she flies on the broom for the first time and like her house fades away. It's not a real house. It's a model and they zoom out of it, but it's the first time they use this process to do that. So not only like, it's one thing when you get rid of the background and then you get to recreate the animation and you can kind of cheat with it, fix your eye lines, move hands here and there. It's another thing when you film her flying on the broom and then another real life shot of the model of the house flying away in the background and Mm. you have to match both of those real cameras to each other in the same shot. Just, just by doing it. Like you got nothing to help you other than like your eyeball and your gut.
2: Yeah. I I totally hadn't appreciated that before, but yeah, you're like, that is
0: extremely impressive. It's cool. And there are shots. I noticed them the most this time, but there are shots of the final Triguna Makoiti segment with all the armor and stuff. Where like in the same panning shot, they will use like three or four different strategies to animate this armor. Like, mm-hmm. first you'll see a guy in a costume where the the helmet's attached, but there it's, you know, attached in a way where his head's underneath his shoulders, and like he'll fall down and die. And then they'll pan past one of the horses who are literally floating. So those are superimposed out and like marionettes on wires cut to, like, a real-life just costume on the floor with, like, a balloon in it that deflates. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll combine all of it into one shot. And it just all looks like the same thing because you've been yeah. taught to think that's what it is. But, or, like, and then in a shot right next to it, they'll have, like, the the, the Nazi who gets stuck in the... Leg armor that like walks around is just like a spirit Love Halloween it. costume. Yeah, trick. exactly. Right, it
2: looks it just looks so good. Like,
0: and and they because they're bouncing back and forth between all these effects, you don't even bother. And even some of the things like little stuff, the like machine gun muzzle flashes, they're not shooting machine guns. So yeah. that's hand animated on. It's the same as uh, David Tomlinson moving the cup. But instead of it being a cup, it's a drawing of a little burst of flame that mm-hmm. they superimposed mm-hmm. over this gun in this moment. Or there's one time where like one of the armor pieces gets hit in the head by a bunch of bullets, and the bullets are little animated things. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the fact that they taught like the show off moment is the beautiful briny sea. The like hiding the effects moment is the Triguna Makoto segment at the end the magic it yeah It just all looks real and you're not yeah. even thinking about the effects that are happening
2: yeah it's so it's deeply deeply impressed they hugely deserve the academy award like yeah it's and it's such a step up from mary poppins like if you think oh, the practical yeah. effects of mary poppins are good you ain't seen nothing yet yeah definitely get well, and six watched and
0: it's it's such a tragedy i'm gonna get a little nerdier here so buckle up Um, so they're not using, nowadays we use blue screen and green screen, right? Yeah. And we, that used. Or we
2: use LCD screen. Or we use
0: LCD screen like in the Mandalorian. Um, but if we're talking background replacement, we use blue screen or green screen, which used to be an optical process. Like it used Mm -hmm. to be a film based process because you'd expose three reels of film, red, green and blue, and then you could use the green, turn it into something that you'd cover the exposure with and then re-expose the film with whatever. But it meant you couldn't costume anyone in green. Yeah. Disney pioneered the, and they, u, they were able to do blue screen at this time, but it didn't look great. Disney pioneered, perfected this process called the sodium vapor process, which is so cool. And it's such a shame that it has fallen out of favor because it's just mm. such a clever technique. There is a particular kind of light, like physical lamp, that lets out a very tiny wavelength of light Only reflects off certain material and that you can separate out in the camera. So they put a prism in front of the camera that separates most of the light one direction and then this really particular light that they'd shine at a very reflective background that's only reflective for that light onto another exposure. And it gave them a perfect matte to key out this stuff, which is why, like, if you watch Mary Poppins again, Her whole Jolly Holiday outfit has this white, tulle, semi-transparent veil that is impossible to do even Mm. these days with blue screen. Like, they just fake it somehow. Mm. But because of the way this technique works, it just works perfectly. But the first thing is it's super expensive. And the second thing is Disney only created one physical film camera that could do this process. There's just one device wow. that could do this thing. And every shot in this movie that has some kind of background replacement used this one singular camera with a prism. Wow. And like that, in and of itself, was, is a cost-prohibitive process. Whereas yeah. anything, most any camera could do a blue or green screen replacement of the days. Um, so it is, you know, it's like a, it's a technique lost to time I was looking it up. The last time it was used was in with Dick Tracy in 1990, and by then, oh gosh, right, blue and green screen have gotten so much better. Yeah, it's cool to watch.
2: You know, it's such it's, a Disney move, isn't it? Like, it's
0: it's so it's such a flex. It's such a like, yeah. hey, look what we can do, and we're and yeah. it's going to be a good movie behind
2: it. It's not yeah, just exactly, like yeah.
0: a like a oh look at our special effects.
2: Totally, oh well done Disney. Yeah, Thanks so much. It's so good,
0: and and that they'll combine it with like. Marionettes, like the whole, um the first substitutionary locomotion with the nightgown and the the, so the nylon and the hat, and that's just fishing wire and clever puppeteering. The whole yep. thing, yeah. You know, there's a mo- when whenever Emilius Brown is just dancing with the nightgown, it's just attached to him.
2: That's yep. it. It's actually <laughs> Julie Andrews. Right, you don't see it, but it's Julie Andrews <laughs> just at the
0: top. Yeah, and then the lonely goat herder, herder yeah. appears.
2: Uh-huh. And... Yeah, it's again that's another cutscene. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay,
0: that's my nerding so,
2: about the marionettes and the special effects. It, it was beautiful nerding. It's Thank so you. sweet how much you love this.
0: I love it so much. I love this it's movie so, so sweet. much, Jimmy. And I know it's Aww. got it, like huge problems, and but
2: no, that's but that's why we love it, isn't it? You know what I mean? You love things for the problems. I don't know. I'm very sleepy, so I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, right. Let's talk about this musical. Oh, man.
3: Stitu, she air locomotion, lovely song. Stitu, she air locomotion, you may sum. Stitu, she air a history with Draguna, McCoides and a little help from me. With
4: Draguna, McCoides and the song, safe to speak.
2: So, right. Okay. I kind of get it. Yeah? What do you I mean? I kind of get why this. It's it's ripe for adaptation.
0: I think they should prioritize Hercules, which also seems in the musical pipeline, but...
2: I just think, like... I think there's a, there's a lot more Disney that they could still do Yeah. before bringing out Bedknobs and Room 6. I think the fun... In terms of musical theater.
0: I think in terms of musical theater, I think that makes sense. I think the appealing thing about this one is in the same way they do, did with Mary Poppins by using a bunch of just like Victorian-era stage magic, mm-hmm. is that fits really well in a clever way with this. Like, the the Mary Poppins comparisons are unavoidable, yeah. but that, you know, this isn't a show that's going to have a huge concept on top of it, the way that Lion King does, even the way that Hercules is going to, mm-hmm. um, but, and that it did when it was in the park. Um, this is going to be, you know... She's gonna be in a purple outfit with a vest. Charlie's gonna wear a green sweater. Like they're they're gonna replicate some of this, but then yeah. the bed's gonna fly over the audience,
2: right? I know. Yeah. Oh, this is. I like, think this is where I've got my worry though. Is like, is that why they're doing it?
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I have no Ugh. doubt. Yeah. I don't
2: like that. It's because... it's
0: the it's like Chitty Chitty <sighs> Bang Bang,
2: right? Yeah. Ex- exactly. And that's been done.
0: Right, exactly. Do you know what
2: I mean? Yeah. And then it was Mary Poppins right. flying out just herself. And yeah. that was like, holy moly. Yeah. And then it was Julie Taymor. Right. And we're done. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. we've done it now. Yeah. Nothing more needs to fly out over the audience. Yeah. Um, but I think that's exactly what it's going to be. And Oh, her,
0: and her broom ride, like, the whole thing is going to be epic and
2: yeah but am... that not the film i know do, well the... do you know what? i think this is it. it is like it's gonna because uh, even actually in a similar weird way with chitty chitty bang bang like the chitty chitty bang bang stage musical mm-hmm. is huge like it's huge it's gigantic or certainly wasn't that because i saw it in the palladium yeah, so it's, it's gigantic
0: like... and it's and it's like kind of cartoony the whole time in a way yeah. that the
2: movie isn't yeah very kind of panto like british yeah. panto vibe um yeah. Whereas bed knobs and sex, like, we've just discussed, like, it is rough around the edges. Yeah, the vibe low-key. of that doesn't fit. Yeah. Like. So to have, like,. Anything well, grand.
0: Or, or are they going to go more like Cursed Child route and lean into the grittiness? Well, gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Scored but by like, Emma Janineve. Additional like, music by I Janineve. Know. But like, the th- you know, Mary Poppins on stage, they totally forego all of the animated penguins and like totally rewrite that scene mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm. it about statues and colorfulness and stuff. And yeah. like, how do you briny sea to the boom boo and 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 have something that is as impressive as the animation but isn't the animation yeah you know yeah
2: exactly because like that i would say for most people who have seen bed knobs and broomsticks even in passing yeah um the bit that they remember is the bed and the animation right
0: yeah and like that's right. and it and it's iconic and, it, and it's the reason it won an award it's on the cover of the it's on the poster like Exactly.
2: That's the whole thing. Um, so, how, but again, a lot of people remember Mary Poppins. Right. They they remember the animation. They remember Julie Andrews, Step in Time, and the animation. Right. So, yeah.
0: so you maybe. know, but I think
2: that's the maybe. thing is
0: like, and I think where this gets away. Where Bed House and Broomsticks is is in a bit of tougher a tougher spot than Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. In Mary Poppins, that whole animated segment, the song is Jolly Holiday, which mostly exists as a duet between Mary and Bert, right? And it's about themselves yeah. and like maybe their environment a bit. Um, but like more more mm-hmm. casually so, which is easier to recontextualize into anything. Whereas such a huge part of the icon of this movie, like there's no song in the football game. You cut the whole thing, right. right, and not lose a song, and find a different way to discover the Star of Astaroth.
2: Absolutely, totally, because right the, yeah, there's the, the, yeah that whole story of Star of Astaroth, like our finding the the words could be anything else. Yeah. It absolutely, could be. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm intrigued to see how they handle the 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 the, the staging and just the look because. Right. And there's also, I mean, at the moment, there's discussion of, like, because there's no announcements in terms of, well, first of all, we still don't know who's directing right. it. Right, like, it's, but it's no, so in terms of just house. on paper, yeah. Yeah, so it could, if it goes regional, right. then if it starts small, right. that might go in its favor. Yeah. Um, if it starts
0: big, it's going to need to do some impressive stuff, and yeah. Because right. I could also it's gonna need to
2: have the frozen treatment. If it
0: does like, this, like re- you know, more like Peter and the Starcatcher vibe, storytelly, uh,
2: you know, wouldn't that be fun? F- fuck, that would be so beautiful. Yeah. Like that would be the right kind of thing. But I... but then
0: still hides some magic in it. The the other thing I wonder about because when we get these adaptations, the story expands, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm curious. And I I only like started finding this headcanon in my recent rewatching. But like, mm-hmm. there's like a throwaway line. Eglantine lives in this house and it's her father's house uh-huh. and he's gone. You know, did he die in the war? Did he die earlier? And then yep. she puts up the kids in her father's bedroom
2: bedroom. Uh-huh. And
0: you you can write all sorts of headcanon about like, nobody's gone in there since, but she has this like determined, like, well, we got to, you know, I'm, we're, we're doing the war and I got to do this stuff. And here's the next thing that happens. Yeah. And then the bed is her dad's bed that becomes the yeah, icon of the whole yeah. film that they fly around. Like uh-huh. there's a whole thread to be invented there about like, mm. you know, her singing to her dead father or, you know, some, some early flashback stuff. Like I'm interested to see also like, how do these children whose last names now I'm realizing, do we ever learn?
2: Yeah. Um, it begins with an R uh,
0: the Rollins. So children yeah um do we see them leave london do we Mm. meet yeah where's their father yeah are the orphans? right um you know there there's there's a lot of threads to kind of pick at about the origin story of this thing and i and because this musical is gonna want to lean a little further away from the episodic nature like they're gonna want to make these characters they're gonna want to put more (laughs) foreshadowing into this thing Obviously. you know they're gonna they're gonna make eglantine's character shift much larger like she will probably be more unlikable at the beginning so that she mm-hmm. can become likable by the end um yeah. same with the children you know um and I'm just I'm curious to see like that's what I would do if I was working on this thing
2: yeah I, guess I think one of the things that I'm in terms of story wise curious about is if they're gonna add in antagonist sure
0: like Um, miss what's her name miss andrews in miss andrews yeah yeah.
2: because obviously in the film the antagonist is the The nazis Nazis. Uh, right Right. which is but it's also biggest nebulous you know
0: like temporarily it's Uh, bookman and that slimy guy with the tie
2: oh my god slimy guy with the tie by the way do you know who he is is so that's bruce forsyth right what do
0: i know him from
2: so he is like a uk icon he's sadly dead now um but he was like so he has a catchphrase of nice to see you to see you and then you say nice
0: nice nice to see great. okay great yeah. Uh, yeah What? Huh?
2: that's just that's just bruce force and everyone knows um <laughs> He presented our version of Dancing with the Stars.
0: Fascinating. When he came on the screen, my boyfriend said, "Did they find the slimiest looking British person they possibly could?" Yeah,
2: he's like he's he, he just looks like a rat. Yeah, like he's just got like the hook nose. Oh, and
0: and he loves it. Like he, it, it, you
2: know, he leans yeah. into it. Yeah, sits so right into it. But it's really fun because you never think of him as an actor. Hmm. Like he's a he's a presenter, like consummate professional. i incredible. presenter. Yeah um like bob hope style sure. you know what yeah. i mean like it would be it would be like cool. if
0: johnny carson popped up in exactly
2: exactly but i think he's
0: really he good. Just, it's great <laughs> he's like, one of my favorite it's really parts really he's one of my favorite bit parts totally. of this whole thing
2: um anyway that's total sidetrack but uh yeah like there's no uh, kind of recurring antagonist So it'll be interesting to see if they do more with that. Like, is the bookman going to be... Right, is he chasing... Is there going to be both fighting for this? Is he
0: chasing, you know, Professor Brown to get the other half or whatever? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, That'll be
0: interesting to see. Um, I'm also interested to uh, see, like, how... Because the movie tries really hard to, like, downplay, like, it's a war, you know? And, yeah yeah and yeah. Like it's like how his oh it's wartime, right how historical it'll get like the war is presented as a novelty in this movie
2: yeah and it's not a novelty <laughs> in real life Exa- exactly um yeah or because again like if you think of like sound of music mm-hmm. um and their treatment of the war yeah uh it's uh, i guess a little bit more involved because yeah. of like uncle max's relationship and, and stuff but um i i don't see i don't see them doing more with it right. like
0: yeah when it is you know the the because of the current political climate um, right? Yeah. You know, discussion of nazis is a is a is a sordid topic these days
2: exactly it's not very yeah not, not it, it don't get me s- wrong
0: not that it's not cut and dry but
2: right it's but it's not it's different than it yeah. was
0: even two decades ago, when the producers swept the Tonys and we could springtime for Hitler and be like, "Ha, ah, Nazis! Remember that?" You know, yeah, exactly. It's not bad exactly. anymore.
2: Uh. Uh-huh. So yeah, story. Yeah, story-wise, that would be.
0: it would be interesting to see.
2: I like this idea of her and her father. I think that's a really. Wouldn't that interesting... be a fun
0: and just just a couple moments? But like to get because I do think we read in a lot of the subtext to Eglantine. That yeah isn't really there but I think it's mm. a good way to set her up of like she's she's had this painful past that gives that informs her desire you know and then one day she got this spam mail about like you know like why why did she sign up for this course you know
2: exactly that's what I want to know is why did she want to become a witch like did she want to become a witch so she could help in the war? Like, is that what she wanted to do? Or did she want to become a witch? And then the war happened. She was like, did she, I could do something. Did she sign up powers. thinking
0: it was going to work or sign up thinking it was going to be a total joke? Like,
2: yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. was she?
0: did she have Harry Potter syndrome and was always a little magic? Probably not. That's it. Based like, why, on what we see why,
2: about her. Uh-huh. Like, she's, like, why can she do it, but it doesn't work for right. Mr. Brown? Yeah. Like,
0: you know, there's there's a lot of threads to pull at here. And I, mm. I also think that's part of the problem of uh, going to be one of the difficulties of adapting this thing is it is so episodic. Yeah. There are a bunch of roads you could follow. So which ones exactly. do you pick?
2: It really needs focus because what's so good about Mary Poppins mm-hmm. is they just, they were like, this is about the family. Right. And that is our story we are telling. We're just telling the story about this family yeah. um, and anything else will will work, but we need to look at the mom and dad relationship right. The kids' relationship, like that is what it's well, And, and
0: on. Mary Poppins does such a thing of recentering it around Mr. Banks that the movie doesn't quite do, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's more comical, I would say, in the film. Right. Whereas in the movie, that is like the, the crux is that f- like, family relationship, yeah. that bond, yeah. and bringing that back together. Um, I don't know what you would, I don't think there's anything in the film mm-hmm. that you could have as your focus. The thing that I really don't want it to mm-hmm. be is. A love story between Nick no, be and terrible. Emily's brain. I think one of the, I would hate One that. of
0: the most delightful things about this movie is that even in spite of himself, uh you know, Professor Brown runs away and like yeah. only goes back because the Nazis attack, right? And still only sticks around to like casually be around. But we don't get a huge like. And then they lived happily ever after. No, then he went off to war.
2: Yeah, there's no wedding scene. Like, there's no wedding in it. I don't want to see a wedding no. in my bedroom after broomsticks. No. Like, I'll happily have them cohabit. Yeah, like go for it. Yeah,
0: but it like that's one of the delightful things, and it's only if you know the context. So they don't telegraph this, but like, Mr. Banks goes off to war, and then the war keeps happening, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. There's no like, and then he came back home, and the, and you know, they lived happily ever, and knows? we won, and the Nazis were defeated. Like we don't, we don't get yeah. that in the world of the story. Nope. And and that's kind of nice, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm. just a zoom in of a really particular moment. I do love, I do think the one foreshadowing that this movie does very well, and that has a hugely satisfying payoff. Um is we meet dad's army early on as like a freaking joke,
2: right? Literally carrying shovels. Yeah. It's such <laughs> a it's
0: such a joke. And you're like, ha <laughs> ha, setting the context, jovial movie, right? Yeah. And then the like cover story for this wild time when these magical armor things, you know, defeated the Nazis was that dad's army <laughs> drove him away and it is i I like noticed it this time and i forgot it happened there's like a too short still of like a newspaper clipping of like there have been reports unsubstantiated reports of uh, nazis landing on the shore the you know war agency denies any allegations that this even happened and like the fact that dad's army swings around and like has their victory moment that is the thing i would love to see is that like the Traguna McQuoidy army starts, but also uh-huh. Dad's army, you know, gets a bayonet in. Like,
2: yeah, uh, like yeah, the coming together. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. that would be. It's nice. a very
0: like that. That moment is a very Act Two of a stage musical. Like that's running around River City to find Professor Hill, chaos, yeah. and pull your weird puppet things and have things flying in and out. Pay off these moments, exactly. and then you know, Eglantine appears over the audience and points a thing and the Nazis on stage like, she's a witch! And then the th- their house explodes like, that's a uh-huh. good act two climax.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it is, it's an interesting one because it's not an 11 o'clock number, you know? Are they going to write her a song to sing on the broom?
2: Potentially, or...
0: Or just do a reprise of
2: yeah although maybe they'll make more of an ending do you know what i mean because now as we've been talking i've been like i wonder if the storyline yeah. will be what we talked about earlier mm-hmm. which was this idea of the chosen family yeah like yeah sure is that going to be the thing is like pulling them all together are the kids going to get more involved yeah. in the fight yeah. you know what i mean you know
0: what you know what they should do split driving the nazis out and blowing up the house let, yeah let us win by driving out the nazis you know yay hurrah and like the audience knows that you know whoever the 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 lead nazi is is still around trying to blow up our house but everyone gets a second yeah. to think we've won and then there's this standoff and tension, and then the house explodes and there's a big pyrotechnic effect and we can spend into the woods moment wondering if anyone died and like and like that happens at 9 a.m the next morning not yeah. in the middle of the night
2: you know right yeah as the it happens like right
0: as eglantine and you know professor brown are like holding each other and like the kids Uh and then boo like that's that's the 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 beat to pull at the end of the show
2: yeah and then it's the the coming together of like we don't need magic we've got each other now like we've got yeah you know
0: i wonder if there's a pull of or like let the kids figure it out without magic or like you know yeah uh uh-huh there that might because i think
2: that would be i think yeah like the 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 kind of eglantine's lost her parents somehow yeah the kids have lost their parents somehow there's definitely something there in terms of tying those two yeah and 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 like she
0: she, either she loses her book or her magic stuff gets blown up and she still does something you know the magic was in you
2: all along or whatever exactly because i think that would be good if they were going to change something yeah i think keep the magic yeah and but it's disappointing that it just but goes. <laughs> but let
0: let them like set up that she can only do magic when she can read it out of her book like that's her character mm-hmm. flaw and then at mm-hmm. the end take away her book and let her overcome not having her book as a way yep. to have her hero moment that's that's the turn yeah. to take at the end
2: that would be good That would, i would like that yeah i would enjoy that uh disney and it's, again like even just as a story like that's not i get it's not one that's it's not a huge trope of like, oh yeah, the classic children's family story. Right? No, no there's really something fun that,
0: there. So. Yeah. So I think uh, Disney executives, Jim and Tomic at gmail dot com. We are for hire. Yeah. Um, we do. We do yeah, have real dramatic. We do have steep rates, but we are excited about this project.
2: Yeah, we are. We can't wait to get involved. <laughs> but like seriously, so for real,
0: I don't know who you'd even tweet at. But
2: I know. The Sherman Brothers. We're having Zoom with them later, chatbox. We'll
0: ask them. Legit, I would. We'll I, would to- I would totally do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, like, you definitely would. You definitely would. If I, um, yeah. who knows? Who knows? But this is it. Is I don't even know what stage it's at. I don't like because I know. it's another thing it's I'm a bit concerned about? Yeah. So the music and lyrics that are done, um, like the extra stuff. Okay. Uh by a relatively unknown. Yeah, pair. Yeah, who don't have the best pedigree behind them. Sure. So the only thing I know them from is the Theory of Relativity mm. musical. Yes, which I know, which is
0: only v- in passing.
2: Solid as fuck opening number. Okay. Absolutely love it. After that, I don't really enjoy it. Sure. Um. They are, as, in terms of their style, they're very. Um, contemporary... Interesting. Uh, and, like, contemporary... Now contemporary, not, like, contemporary musical theatre. Got it, yeah. 2000s contemporary. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, what? I guess, um, to see. But it, the other thing is we know that um, Mark Shaman mm-hmm. is your go-to man to work with the Sherman Brothers music right. because... As we've discussed in our Mary Poppins episode, you can't tell the difference. Exactly. <laughs> like yep. he is he'd well be the same. Like the Sherman Brothers. Yep. Are these guys gonna be able to get the same kind of magic? Or Because they need to. Well,
0: or does it go like do they find their Lion King moment? And does it go a different star catchery kinda like does it lean into some interesting devised theater kind of beat behind the whole thing. Let me tell you a tale of a modern witch, modern of World War
2: II, you know, like... Yeah, I know, but just, I mean, just in terms of the musical sound, like the actual sound, like... The Shermans are so iconic. But I wonder if they... And this isn't, like, in my opinion, this isn't their best There's some good songs, but, I this, wonder... but this isn't their best but work. But I
0: wonder, then, if they step on it more than they did with Poppins. Like, treat it as less of the holy word and more of the starting. Mm. You know, Bedknobs and Broomsticks Remix um mm. you know give give Triguna McCoydy a, a jazzy underbelly or something right you know
2: but don't touch don't touch beautiful brainy city don't touch beautiful so brainy
0: city um but i <laughs> jimmy's dancing he's he's. <laughs> i just dance <laughs> now do a flip do a flip um <laughs> yeah but i do wonder if they if they'll play more fast and loose because it's not you know you can't cut super califragilisticexpialidocious from uh, mm. uh mary poppins but like does anyone? I can't
2: change it dramatically. Does
0: anyone really remember all the lyrics of Portobello Road?
2: Are there lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> like other than just Portobello Road at various pitches. Exactly. Um, I just don't like that song, Tommy. Um, yeah. I know. This sorry. would be our
0: last episode. <laughs> the following <laughs> moment.
2: That's no, fine. You did cats, so I will do. I will do Portobello Roads. <laughs> that's the truth. i would
0: i would watch a whole portobello road musical i think that would be fun in a in a wow in a kind of uh uh like um
2: do you know what that musical is by the huh? way and i know it's not one you know well it's fucking oliver
0: oh yeah it is i don't know oliver Oliver well, is but... the portobello road musical yeah, you're not wrong
2: like because that's the thing like if you like portobello road you'll love consider yourself i do love consider yourself
0: i couldn't name other songs in oliver but
2: i do love yeah. Consider yourself who will buy who will buy is like who portobello road is a mashup of who will buy and consider yourself
0: i'll i'll, I'll take that there on fixed go.
2: value yeah who will buys a great number <laughs> i love oliver i love it so much anyway not for now um yeah so i'm just i'm, I'm really intrigued i mean who the knows when it's going to actually appear right but i'm glad it's happening in the uk over the us yeah sure. it's potentially more likely although um our politicians have to- just told us if you work in the arts potentially think about getting a new career uh because it's not a viable option the world's
0: on fire isn't
2: that isn't that a lovely thing, no, that's great. To, thought, say? A nice thing to say that's a lovely thing to say yeah. um so yeah who knows but i yeah they just i hope they get it right yeah. i it'll i feel like they kind of have to disney can't well no they have had a couple of they've flops. had plenty of flops
0: yeah you know uh what's his face mm. schumacher says you know uh i think around little mermaid and tarzan time he was like people learned we can flop just like everyone else and i think it's yeah. it's one of the most uh uh, uh canny things he said about disney yeah. theatrical enterprises um so who knows it'll be fun to watch I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's also how I feel about You will. It's how
2: I feel about the Back to the Future
0: musical. It might be a piece of shit, and I think I'm still gonna find something to enjoy about it.
2: Some of the music is good by the way. Yeah. I re- there's one song in particular I love. Fascinating. So there you go. There's another one that's gonna fly. We can't have it. Flying
0: flying vehicles on Broadway between Chitty, Back to the Future, and I guess a bed isn't a car, but there's something there's some there's some comparisons there. This will be my last point. It bothered me this yeah. time. Uh. When they're in London, and they like the first time Emilius is getting on the bed, um, and he says, "Mr. Brown, you go around to the right side. I always travel on the left," which is a funny passing line for Eglantine uh. to say. Except, the one vehicle we've seen her in before that time is a motorcycle with a sidecar, and she literally drives it on the right. We have proof that she does not always travel on the left. Change the like get get some get some continuity people in there and make the line I always travel on the right. And it makes it I can never watch the movie again.
2: You've seen this movie too many times. <laughs> it's official. It's official.
0: Yeah, probably. I'll I'll accept
2: it. I think you're the first person on the planet to have made the observation though, so hey, that's fine. Somebody
0: had to. And if it has to be me, that's fine. Somebody had to
2: yeah let Ange know. she'll have been annoyed about it i think Probably. she'll have picked up it's she's smart. acting by the numbers. it's
3: lovely bobbing along bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea what a chance to get a better peep at the plants and creatures of the deep it's grand When you're dancing on the sand Each glance Bubbles over with romance It's lovely bobbing along Bobbing bobbing along through the water Where where we get along Swimmingly Far from the frenzy of the frantic world above To beneath the blue Even fall in love,
1: bobbing along, singing a
3: song on the bottom of the beautiful bright sea. Bobbing along, singing a song, on the bottom of the beautiful briny, shimmery, shiny, beautiful briny sea.
0: Jimmy tap three times and give a smart
2: quarter turn to the left and twist my knob
0: <laughs> ah no i hate it hey eh? that was bed knobs and broomsticks
2: sorry. <laughs> it was sorry we did i made a whole podcast without doing it come on That's, come it's on. true you
0: did make a whole podcast it's just my brain's now going because there are so many like porn adaptations of disney stuff and uh...
2: bad knobs and boomsticks no it'd j- like... it just
0: be the same name it just be the same title <laughs> yeah
2: exactly <laughs> i sleep on the right
0: oh god get us out of here give exactly. us a question
2: um okay i'm doing it so both steven sondheim you know him uh, and jerry herman you know him uh, have worked on partial musical adaptations of the source material for this musical i'm
0: so pleased with this quiz question
2: um if you want to get in
0: touch with us our show twitter and instagram is at jim and tomic or drop us an email on our website at jim and j-i-m-a-n-d t-o-m-i-c
2: well you're there yeah i was gonna continue singing <laughs> the whole thing i'm not gonna do that uh yes well you're over there and um, you can check out our patreon if you'd like to financially support the show um our current patreon's I hate when people say that on podcasts and call them patrons it's patrons. Yep. And I just said That's it and I okay. annoyed at myself. Our current uh, patrons we love you lots dearly. Um we're having a lot of fun over there with our new video podcast called Last Call. Um this time around we're playing some games, and uh, yeah, we did. If you want to, if you want to
0: rub our ignorance in our face, now's the time to <laughs> support exactly. us. On we know Patreon. a lot of you
2: really enjoy doing that, <laughs> so that's a great time to do it. Um, but yes, but m- most of
0: all, it just helps us when you tell your friends about our show. Um, we love between National Podcast Day and just some of the other tweets we've been getting about, like, "Hey, listen to this podcast." And we love seeing our our uh, uh, at Jim and Tomic show up there. You all rock, and we adore you deeply. And I love you. The end.
2: Very much. So I love you too. That's sweet. Oh, <laughs> cute. Um. Hey. Well, that's all for this time around the Riverbend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh. Tommy. Cheers. Cheers.
0: A river.